You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got the kiln fired up. We've got the furnace prepped. We're about to unsheath the laser fire of Tyra. Yes, Rizcha de Raisa is coming your way. But first, if you own a retail business and accept credit cards, your customers are getting points, miles, and all sorts of rewards every time they use their card. And you're paying the price. That's why NRS Pay, a product of National Retail Solutions, a division of the IDT Corporation, offers its cash discount program, FeeBuster. You can start accepting credit cards for free. If your business processes over $18,000 a month, you pay no monthly fee and $0 out of your pocket for transaction. This means you, as a retailer, can enjoy the benefits of accepting plastic, and your customers still get those crucial miles they crave and need. NRS Pay FeeBuster provides every client with a free credit card reader with no long-term contract, no early termination fee, cancel anytime without a penalty. I'm personally familiar with this company, and they truly stand by their product, and they'll help you with live, stateside-based customer service on any issue or question. Visit nrspay.com or call 833-289-2767 to learn more about NRS Pay and the fantastically fair fee buster. If it's Moitzei Shabbos Kaidish right before Purim, this must be Rizcha Daraisa, a double-barreled program. Indeed, we have Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechafer, Rabbi Yechanan Meir Bechafer, and assorted other little Bechafers all <laughs> over the place. They're in your brain. They're the gremlins themselves. They're all here. Yes. Well, let's just point out that Rabbi Vremel here has invited this upon himself. Nobody has imposed this upon him. <laughs> so ganging up a back offer. So let's yes, not yes, uh, yes, explain that much. Let's have the ball. Yes. Well, right, right before Purim. Yes. It's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. My father is Mishich Novimalo Gavala Mikolha. Oh, your, fa- your father wow. is that's very good Tamar. remember that keep that lesson it's going to it's going to help you a lot as you advance what's your take on people coming to shul dressed up in costumes there's chuvas already from uh, uh the shavit levi and others about the propriety of davening in various costumes. Well, what's your take on it? Do you hold its narish to come in like at the Megillah reading that will happen on Monday night, all decked out in various narish costumes? What, what, what's your take on it? Yechanan, you're our guest today, Rabbi Yechanan. So what, what's your oh, yes. take on it? Uh, okay, I mean, you know, it's, it's Purim. It's, uh, it's what we do. I mean, the yeah, one second. Oh, but, uh, Tamar wants to say something. Tamar says that she had to learn. So you do. You actually wear your costumes on in Megillah. You know, Hester pun in Megillah Esther. I mean, the the idea of, of of dressing up and even crossing the lines. You know, getting you know like you know uh, men dressing up as women, which which is not to be taken as an endorsement uh, to the transgender agenda or anything like that. Uh, but the, uh, you know, Rebusev Engel already uh, speaks about, you know, and he brings already Chavas from the Rishonim. This was mostly, done, Achre- yeah, it's mostly the Achreinim from Italy who actually talk about it, but uh, about, well, he brings about, about the, from the Rishonim that have addressed the issue, you know, and uh, whatever, the cross, you know, the the cross dressing, the cross, we're not, the, the cross dressing is a separate point, and, and you're right, there are. The truvists that are quite liberal about it and yes. say not to take it that difficultly. Today, uh, that uh, we have a special Siat uh, and to just live on the edge, live on the edge. It, it's just not uh, a day like any other. Uh, him, but uh, should it start by Kriya Samegila? That's the question. Because Kriya uh, Samegila, the place can already talk about dressing with Big Day Shabbos. It's, I, I, I agree. It, during you make Zman Asimcha after Kriyas Megillah during the day to be Ma'ayur, but to come to Megillah reading, like, what do you think? I mean, would you come? I'm going to ask Yochanan and Yosef Gavriel, the two Rabbonim Kshuvim, Shnei Achim, Gedolim, Do you guys, would you guys come to the poor Megillah reading 
in costume, especially now your brothers, they Rashke Bahag, the Rav, the Rav of Anche Palisades. Rabbi Yosef, would you come dressed to the poor to the Megillah reading, dressed up? I would not. Why not? Because it's not called because it's, it's uh, not that dignified for somebody who's supposed to uh, try and represent Torah Barabin. I'm not you, saying I deserve the dignity, but you know. What do you say, yes. Rabbi Yechonon? You agree that the rub yeah. shouldn't come in a costume? I look. I kind of hear that. You know, maybe the rub shouldn't come in a costume. I uh, I would ask if there's a uh, if there's a particular source for that. You know, I I don't. Uh, I don't know. Um, have you ever come to Have you ever come to Kriya Samigila at night or day in a costume? And when was the last time you did? No, no, no. I, I have not. I, have I understand. Not. Well, okay, let's go back in time. The Bechafer children with Rebetzin, uh, Re- no, Re- Rebetzin Bechafer at Sadeka. She never dressed you guys up on Purim? I don't think so. Well, sometimes for school, for school uh, events. Tweedledum and Tweedledee is perfect. I don't understand. She never came up with these machshavas. I know she was quite literary. I mean, you have you have from Lewis Carroll's, uh, you know, the, the Too illustrations. Bad she, never, she didn't have you around to inspire her, but she didn't. That's she problem. never wanted to dress up her, her boys on Purim? No? And no recollection of being dressed up other than for school events. Popeye and Brutus? I mean, there's so many aspects here. Batman and Robin? She never thought of that. So you guys never dressed up. You never had the, you never dressed up in costumes. So I understand now you're Anche Palisades, but you never, how come you never dressed up during uh, your whole Tukufa? Not even for Kriyasim. You never dressed up on Purim? Nope. You never? I have a, I have a, had sometimes wear by the Suda, that's all. Uh, by the Suda, I hear. And Rabbi Eichanan also not. Yeah, no, no. Guys, although it's, you know, you don't want to let the elitist, well, it is very elitist from both of you. Is it's a pastish. In other words, yeah, the Pchusayam. That's a pastish. That's what your brother is saying. Your brother definitely yeah, well, yeah, feels. Yeah, no, pastish for him. Yeah, uh, no. Uh... And it hasn't passed for him since he's been 20 years old or even younger. But even younger, even younger. Um, but you know, I do have vague, 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 vague recollections. Uh, back in uh, like kindergarten or maybe first grade, <laughs> in Hank, in Hank, in uh, Hank for school, yes, dressed up for school, yeah. We dressed up for school, yes. We yeah, because they're, they're in Hank. They were they were part. They were what you call? They were a uh, uh, costume uh, contest. Yeah, my mother stitched together a bunch of cotton balls. Cotton yes, balls, you know, tremendous mention. Combos, and I was that was my uh, that was my Mordechai Yehudi beard. Yeah. And, well, we should speak uh, about that. Back then, when we were kids, the only costumes which were available were too accessible were Purim based. Mordechai, Haman, Achashverosh, Esther. It's not like today where you can go as Batman and Robin. It didn't work back then. Purim costumes with Daphne. What second? Arabs were always popular. No, 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 no. That was a later thing. It, it had that, to it, it, Israeli policemen, things like that. My mother would never have done anything like that. More I t- I had to. Yeah, uh-huh. I'll tell you, my wife and I also always try to make it Purim based. Um, so it's sometimes it's a pun, a bad pun, but it's usually Purim based. I have to tell you, one on one Purim, I came up with an Einfall that I would be Achashverosh's Etzba. The Etzba of Achashverosh. And I would be, I had like a hula hoop that I was being Maser the Tabas. And that, that was the idea. I'll tell you my father's horror. My father said, I don't understand what this is, but he says, you should take it off for the Suda. He says, the Suda is supposed to be a Dover. The Suda is, is, is the Spitzman of Purim. You don't want to come to the Suda wearing this Zach that you're supposed to be Achashverosh's finger. But go ahead. Yes. What did you want to say? So what did you want to say, Rabbi Yechadon? Oh, fine. You, well, you, now uh, you have another you know, bit. Someone, someone else wants to talk? No, no, you, you brought back a tremendous part of memory with the hula hoop. With the hula hoop. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, so, uh, yeah, I was a Talmud of uh, Yaakov Weinberg before uh, he became Rosh Hashiva. Uh, yeah, when Ruben was still alive, when uh, it was just me and a few others, we were as Kozakin. Right, we were as Cossacks. We were, uh, you know, we we were like the the Mavericks of the yeshiva. We were we were uh, with him when no one else was, and then uh, you know, Ravurman was Nifter, 
and uh, you know, now he's Rosh Shiva. You know, so like uh, now he's Kilo a celebrity because he is the Rosh Shiva, not a Rosh Shiva. So it was the first Purim after he had become Rosh Shiva. And uh, you know, me and uh, the few others that were his Talmidim, you know, uh, from years uh, past were around his uh, Purim table. And then the whole yeshiva, like a whole bunch of people come crashing in, you know, to be, you know, by the Rosh Shiva for Purim. You know, where were these guys the year before, the year before that? Anyway, so one guy comes in with a hula hoop, right? And he throws down the hula hoop and he stands into the hula hoop and he says, I will not leave this hula hoop until Rosh Hashiva promises to have shaykhahs with me, right? Right, that's it. You know, he's not leaving the hula hoop until the uh, Rosh Hashiva promises to have shaykhahs to him. So I got up on a chair and I said, you get away from the Rosh Hashiva, you fruitcake. All right? He was deeply offended because I called him a fruitcake, you know, in Bifne Amba Ada, and he turned to attack me, right? He took a lunge at me. And uh, the Roshiva was a, you know, a very big man, as you may recall, right? So he reached out and he, uh, he stopped him mid-lunge, turned, twirled him around, and pulled him up to his face and said, why are you attacking him? Why are you upset? Because he called me a fruitcake. And Rav Weinberg said, well, don't you know, as far as I'm concerned, fruitcakes are delicious and nutritious. Right? So the... Uh, I hear. So he made show him. It was different show Right? Right. So I got up on the chair again and said, look at what an Ish Emes Roshiva is. Right? He could have easily said, you're not a... He's being silly. You're not a fruitcake. But the Roshiva didn't say it because that would be lying. Roshiva's an Ish Emes, right? He is a fruitcake, right? It's just pointing out the Milus, right? The Milus of being a fruitcake. I have to tell you, I, I came to Neri's show and it was the first Purim. I mean, I had a similar Purim to what you guys are talking about, dressing up in very Parava costumes and uh, running around Memphis a little bit and delivering Shlachmanis. When I came to Neri's show, however, I was exposed to basically my first time ever getting drunk and it was on an Arab Shabbos. And um, I, it took me a long time to outlive my reputation because um, at, I wasn't even 14 years old and I was uh, stoned <laughs> out of my mind and jumping on top of cars and uh, contradicting. I remember we went to Rav Kolevsky's house with my Rebbe, Rav Simcha Cook. And uh, he took I, you drunk? And I was in, uh, I was I was interrupting him and like slugging him up and I ended up I ended up uh, on uh, basically plotting in my own uh, uh, vomit basically on, uh, on on yeshiva lane and uh, I woke up like three o'clock in the morning in the dorm which I had been kicked out of a couple of uh, weeks before that but this was. Uh, this was what Ner Yisro did. In Ner Yisro, I was every year I was there to be in the Purim play, and I wrote the Purim play two of the years that I was there. I was in the Purim play my first year, um, and there were two Purim plays. There was a high school Purim play on Purim night, and then Purim after the Suda, the yeshiva would put on a Purim play, and everybody was drunk. I mean, Purim night, it was like, well, people are getting there. But Purim day in the afternoon, there was the Yeshiva Purim play. Um, and uh, it happened to be that my first year was the, the uh, was a, it was right after Watergate. So basically Watergate, the Purim play was a Watergate spoof. And instead of Richard Nixon behind the, uh, the plumbers that were breaking into the hotel, it was Rabbi Yosef Tendler who had had his boys breaking into various places in the kitchen and other places like that. And um, it was after that play, it was so vicious that they outlawed any other plays about the yeshiva. 
Um, and that's why we had to put on plays in the next years that had nothing to do with the yeshiva externally. All the it was only some internal jokes that uh, people could guess that had something to do with mm. Um So, in your time, Rabbi Yechanan, was there Purim plays? Was anything going on in Eretz Yisrael in terms of that? Yes, there was Purim plays, and as uh, you mentioned it, you know, uh, we we. We, uh, I uh, actually was involved in the very last uh, Purim play after Purim plays were banned. Uh, you know, amongst the things uh, that we did in that Purim play was that uh, we had the dating game. Oh, so uh, it was one second. So it was, it was not, it was skits. It was like Kentucky Fried Movie. It was a whole bunch of different skits. It wasn't like one play from beginning to end, right? I can't tell you about Kentucky Fried Movie because I never saw the movie. I can't tell you about that. It was but, skits. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It was it was basically different skits, correct? Yes, yes. It was it was different skits. That is correct. Uh, okay. It was different skits. Uh, yeah, we wrote it, uh, and uh, it was actually. So, so let me hear about the dating. It was, games, it was committed for censorship uh, to Rav Sri Berkowitz. <laughs> now, he, now, now, what he did was uh, that he saw the uh, the master script, of which was only one copy of, and he uh, put all the objectionable lines, of which there were many, in parentheses. That's what he did. He put it in parentheses, which is which was really his mistake. Uh, so he put in all the all the many many lines that were supposed to be edited out in parentheses. Our actors thought that parentheses meant it's optional. Optional. You say it if you feel like it, right? Because it's in parentheses. So they said it. So, yeah, so of course, uh, they opted to say all the lines that were in parentheses, right? Because, uh, yeah, we just photocopied, uh, you know, Sree Berkowitz's, uh, you know, edits, which were all in parentheses. I get it. And then uh, that's it. So it was, it was known to be the worst play in Mary's role history. Um, you know, and, and what do you mean the worst play? It was the, the least worst funny, in, uh, as, 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 as indeed very, very funny. And, um, so let's, and hear, let's hear some of the stuff from the dating game. Can you say any of it? All right, so the dating game was, of course, hosted by Ruf Kolevsky, uh, because <laughs> you know, he was at the time a big shotgun, and we had Ira Hill, he's by Ruf Yochman's wife, actually. Uh, Anyway, Ira Hill, you know, playing Ruf Kolevsky and uh, the dating game, uh, you know, the uh, batch, you know, the the bachelors, uh, you know, uh, three bachelors. One was a Chavetz Chaim guy. One was an Arizona <laughs> guy. One was a YU guy. Uh, and, and, then, the, and was and, there was there a Nikeva? Was there a female? There was a Nikeva. Moshe Milch. Moshe Milch. Uh, that is, uh, yeah, Moshe Milch played in the Nikeva for all uh, for all the different skits. Uh, so it was a dating game, uh, you know, with these three Bachrim and with Rafleski. Then we recreated. And, who, and, and, and Rabbi Yechonen, did you, Rabbi Yechonen, besides writing, did you act in it as well? Actually, I did not act in it. I did not. Did not. No, no. I was. I did not act in it. I was. Uh, I was involved in the writing and the directing. Uh, you know, and, and subsequently, I did after that every other year after they found the scapegoat to take the uh, sales things that we did uh, that evening was to uh, you know, was to recreate uh, the way probably uh, everyone uh, you know, every Rebbe proposed to his wife again, <laughs> most of most played the, the standard, you know. He was the reusable Rebbitson. Um, so, so basically, and, uh, in your uh, in your uh, play, yeah, course, yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, Rav Sheftel, Serio, Sigi, you know, his Yom Kippur, Sheftel, all of a shop, you know, Sigi, his Yom Kippur repertoire, you know, on one knee to ask his wife to uh, marry him, and then there was, uh, you know, Rebbe Fryim, Zachron Levracha, also that where actually his Rebbitson proposed to him and told him, you know, <laughs> he's Rav Gifter's daughter and he had better do so. Right, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, oh yeah, and, uh, that's yeah, of course, inspired. And, and of already. course, and of course, at the YU dance, of course, that's where uh, Beryl, you know, uh, proposed to his wife. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah so that, that got uh, you know, so uh, the, after that, all uh, all perm plays were banned. Uh, you know, and, and a friend of mine took the heat for it. They found the scapegoat, 
yeah. And then did anybody? That, did anybody that, they transitioned after they transitioned uh, to uh, a tradition which I was into, I was deeply involved with about that the uh, someone plays Rav Weinberg and gives a Purim Pshetel. Okay, that's more like the Purim. Purim Pshetel from from you know, from Roshiva's. Uh, right, that's more like the Purim Rav. But let's the talk about Rav. before they, they we get to, the Purim Rav thing. Hold on, before we get to Purim, before we get to Purim Rav, uh, I know it's stream of consciousness for you, but hang on, all right? I, I, I oh, need to do, right, do what you want. I'm, I'm not doing what I want. I'm doing what's best for the program. Yes. So, okay, the same way when you wrote a play, it isn't just you sitting on a couch with your eyes closed, basically just darshaning. It's, it's, it has to have a middle, beginning, middle, and end, right? So let me just tell you, in terms of play, that the play my last year in high school was ostensibly about the bicentennial uh, and and about the elections, but and I, it was submitted to Rav Heinemann uh, to edit, or not to edit, but to and basically what we did was we had two copies. We had the uh, whitewash copy, which we gave to Rav Heinemann, and I sat with him for about two hours in his house going over everything and he wanted to know what each thing meant and then of course we went ahead and did exactly like you explained it but i can tell you that uh that the um it was it was a in a way a political statement about the united states it was about uh the play had it featured the ethnic minority party that was the and, and we had a chesidish yid who was running for president, but of course he was a phony and he had uh, with him all different types of uh, various uh, ethnic minorities that were part of his platform. And with that, he was going to win the White House. And the only thing they were missing, it turned out, was someone who was gay. The gay person was the person that was missing. And when one of the teachers... Back in 1976, you were Yes, yes, yes. Well, you're really ahead of your time. So this sounds quite warped for back then. It's not warped. It's why don't you say it's Kivalevich's brilliance? It's not. It's not. It's nothing warped. That's that I. Okay, so you never really want to play Pete Buddha, but Jed, 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 Jed. Right. So basically, we had a okay, we had one of Pete was absent. So one of we had a, we had a, a teacher in the high school that we used to make fun of for you know as if he was gay, and he was the one who knocks on the door selling. He was the Avon man selling uh, perfume, and when he knocks on the door. Everybody jumps up and says, "Yes, he's the perfect person to be the to be the vice presidential candidate." With him, we're going to go over the top. And uh, I remember that we we sang a uh, an, a pastiche of the song "Hello Dolly," but instead of Dolly, we used a different term to say hello to. And in, in, in Rav Heinemann's version, it said "Hello White House," and he says, "Why are you singing Hello White House' to him?" I said, well, I said, Red, because we're going to win with this guy. Oh, what's so special about him? Why do you think that he's going to win? Well, you know, he's not Jewish and he seems to be very smart. Hmm. But really, of course, you know, the fact was that he would be the person that would appeal to the gay crowd. Um, so he got kicked out of Nair Yisrael next to, went to Rabbi's wife next year. I didn't get kicked out of Nair Yisrael. Yeah, yeah. But maybe I, now you did it. Uh, <laughs> um uh, yeah well, by, well, what, what did they do to you by the way in the play just to let you know yeah, um, played the gay guy? my friend mark altman played the gay guy uh-huh. mark altman played mark altman played the gay guy uh my friend levy knock who you might know was the um he was the chesidish presidential candidate french maravosnik and the um there was another subplot involving his assassination attempt that was done by the mafia uh, hitman who was played by me. And it turned out that he was hired by the mafia. And of course, the head of the mafia was Don Nubini, was the head of the mafia. Nubini, of course, you never saw his face, but that was the one who hired him. And at the end of the play, it turns out that the mafia guy himself is also not much of an assassin. He's also a phony the play was basically me channeling my sense that the whole world was phony, that the yeshiva is phony and that that politics is phony and nobody is who they say they are. Very much like Holden Caulfield in Catcher in the Rye. 
But I will tell you that at the end of the play, the actual assassin, who doesn't really kill uh, the candidate, he just wounds him, <laughs> is played by, uh, it turns out, takes off his mask, and it turns out that it's Rav Schlanger, who is from using his old Haganah skills to uh, basically the yeshiva got rid of this guy because he was a big Chil Hashem. Anyway, it was quite a uh, it was quite a production. It took a oh. lot of time to write it and to put it together. Okay. Have, and so the, tell me, Rabbi Avram, how much and Rabbi Yochanan, how much? Obviously, it's a strange question to ask. Perhaps how much Avlinas Hashem and his alus on the Halakha Tov from Purim was in these Purim plays which the two of you wrote? Uh, go ahead, Rabbi Kivalevitz. You go first. Okay, look, well, first of all, these are two different... One is this, the play, the, the, the let's say, the fevered mind of a 16-year-old rebel. That's the play that I wrote. Uh, by the okay, way, the so year, bef- the year so before... So it has nothing to do with that, but it's a shame. So right. well, I, well, today, of course, you would not have gone, you would realize that that would be inappropriate for kids. What I would say is that I was trying, like, and we've talked about this, Rabbi Yosef, Purim plays or Purim Ravs are trying to send the message to the Hanhola in ways that cannot be sent on a normal, uh, under normal circumstances. There was a message there, and the message was that we get it, that there are th- that this, there's too much artifice, there's not enough authenticity in the yeshiva, that the yeshiva is cold, and artificial. That was the message that I was trying to send. And and that basically what I was looking for was a different place, which eventually, and I'm going to, you know, maybe Rabbi Yechonin's wife's yeshiva at least seemed to be that when I went there. So that was my message. So you're right, it was not his Aulus and Avedis Hashem. Um, but I do think plays serve a, 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 a an important way. Serve an institutional uh, uh, so an institutional um, purpose, in other words, for the the Bachem to critique the institution. Right. I, I know Rav Schlanger once told me over Shalom that Itchy Adler, who you might have heard of, Rabbi Yechonon, he's probably was he, yeah. So Itchy did a very gewaldic Rabbi Newberger. He did a tremendous Rav Newberger imitation. So Itchy, uh, on one of the Purim plays, imitated Rav Newberger's Baruchu. And, and and he uh, he elongated his his German nasal sound. So Schlanger said he was laughing, he was bowling over in laughter when he saw it. But he said the next Jim Kipper, when Rav Neuberger Taka David uh, Kol Nidre, and did the Baruch uh, did the Baruch afterwards, he found himself laughing instead of being on this Darg of Avodas Hashem. So that's why Schlanger said over to me why there was a problem with making fun of the Rabbeim. As much as the Rabbeim should not take themselves so seriously. that And of course, we've seen the big chuvas from Chochem Avadi and others about this. Um, let me, Rabbi Yechen, what did, what, so what was your hisalus? What message were you trying to get uh, to the Hanhola from the dating game and everything else? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, just... Uh... Letting out my anger, letting out my cynicism. Yeah, I would not call it uh, a spiritual experience, you know, uh, writing these plays. It was a chance to uh, show off uh, humor, take pot shots, uh, you know, address some things that happened in the yeshiva in course of that year. Um, Did you think the Rabbeim needed the pot shots? Did they need to hear? Because uh, because I don't think anything changed as a result. Uh, really not. Uh, you know, uh, you know, some of them got offended, or you know, lemechsa, leshlish, leravia. Uh, the uh, the uh, but you know, I want to tell you an interesting story without mentioning names. I'm sure you do know the name. You know, if I would miss any name, you would know who it is. You know, the uh, a strange story uh, in one of the uh, in one of the uh, years that, uh, you know, I wrote the, the Rashiva's Purim Drasha, uh, you know, it was the year we were learning Kiddush, you know, 
So, uh, you know, so you have the uh, sugi over there on Davches, I believe it is. You know, you know, Nasanu Vamrahi and this and that, you know, and right. Is it hey, whatever, you know, listen, uh, I'm after a great deal of McAllen right now. The uh Shabazakras where Purim starts. The uh yeah, which whichever uh, whatever Daphit is on, you know, makes so uh, be it as it may. Uh you know, the the famous, you know, Ran, you know, that uh you know the uh you know the Tachos of Amira, the Ran that explains know, why you need Amira. You know, the key... The Ron in the Dorian. The, the woman has to be like... That's the Ron in the Dorian, yeah. Yeah, be very passive. Very, very passive. You know, she's uh, Mafka herself to let him... Yeah, that she's Mafka herself. You know, that you saw... It can't be as if she's giving him anything. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so we... we uh, So we posited the following question. Okay? You know, a guy is, you know, uh, you know... Uh, you know he's uh, you know he's he's a twenty-two year old. He's a book, right? He gets married. He's a younger man, okay. So he goes for a book. So if he's uh, you know, if he's uh, like uh, thirty years old, right? He's an elder book. He does, but he gets married. He's a younger man, okay. And if he's a zokin muflog, right, and he decides to get married and go to Kylo, you know, he's a younger man, right? So it comes out that the the shame younger man is Nemtzach in Gansen, you know, you know, from the Chalois Kiddushin. That's what gives you the Chalois of a younger man. So is that a Chison in Kiyikach? She's giving him the shame younger man, you know, uh, you know by, by agreeing to be married to him. So she's giving him something also. Right? <laughs> Very good. Right? right. So the, uh, that, that was one of the things that we posited and the uh, so, and so basically, the, I, I think what this illustrates is that it's there's silliness, but the silliness has to be built on real thinking. It can't just be narish like Woody Allen making fun of of, of, of wrestler stories. And there has to be a, a a real dynamic of the of the Purim Torah. The right. point is that it's that it's it, it it pushes ridiculous bounds about the subject matter. But the basic masa of Amatan and the structure. Okay, it, yeah, it, so the, the upshot is, you know, so the, the final maskana was, well, you know, they recorded for Yakov Kamenetsky. They, you know, younger man is, you know, Sakko, Bokro All right, that, that's all it really means. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, anyway. So, uh, and there was one Avrech that was very, very, very deeply offended. You know, a, you know, a, a younger man, deeply offended. You know, the rabbim didn't care. Uh, the uh, you know, it was one of and, and during the Purim Suda, you know, the, 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 was this he got a little bit, got a little bit upset. He got a little bit upset, and he, uh, you know, he got a, he drank a bit, he screamed at me. Uh, you know. Anyway, I guess the emphasis was, is avreich, the emphasis on the rachus that he's a little yeah, bit thin skinned. Uh, yeah, he says suffer from self esteem issues. Excuse me? He suffered from self-esteem issues? I guess so. I felt it was as uh, bizarre to, uh, you know, it was really uh, all I've read him, you know, it's Laws, you know, and, uh, whatever. Uh, whatever. I, was, uh, that, that was like the one uh, the one story of where a guy was deeply offended. So, 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 Rabbi Yechon and you... Deeply offended, you know, by the... Uh, then, and then he sent me a shlachmanist the next day to even fire me because we got into a Mind to fire. We got a little bit, a little bit of a tussle, you know, by the receiver, uh, you know. Shulchan Aruch state. This is what people are. This is what happens. A lot of hezekim. Tell me, uh, Rabbi Yechonin, were you the Purim Rav? You were supposed to be Rav Weinberg. Was that what it was? Yeah, I, I wrote. I wrote the. I wrote the. Uh, I wrote the Purim Rav Shtiklach. Uh, uh, someone else actually performed it, though. Yeah, no, yeah. The, it was. It was actually pre-recorded. Someone lip synced. Someone dressed up as Rav Weinberg and lip synced it at the time. Uh, you know, it went on for about four or five years like this. Uh-huh. Um, this was like a movie. Uh, no, there wasn't a video. It was done live. It was lip synced. It was lip synced as a uh, so as whose a voice. Whose voice was it? Uh, we we got different people to uh, do Rav Weinberg. Oh, people that could do Rav yeah. Weinberg's nasal voice. You mean his That's his right. way? Uh huh. 
Mishtay. Yeah. So, so yeah, we got to do it. It's a different person every year uh, that pre-recorded you know, the lines that we wrote. And then we had someone dressed up as Rav Weinberg lip-syncing it. Uh, gosh. And Rav Weinberg himself, how did he react to the Purim Torah? Well, you see, you know, see, he, he told me once he would love to go. But the but the the Anola student told him it's possible you shouldn't go, you should not be there. Oh, he didn't the go to the you know, spiel. He didn't go to spiel because uh, he was advised that it's possible you should not be there at the time. So Ravarmi used to give after Megillah a short cheer, like t- ten minutes. Uh, you know, like Maharsh to just say a ha'ara and then walk out, and then the uh, Purim Rosh Hashiva would come in. You know, so he would walk out, the other one would come in. And uh, we'd start playing the tape. Uh, and uh, But he also, uh, he listened to it afterwards. He used to listen to it on Purim, he told me. And he had his Horus, you know, and uh, he would discuss it with me afterwards, after Purim, you know. Uh, but he liked it. Let me, let me ask he, you about He told it. me whether imitating his style is humorous or cracks. <laughs> you know, he... Uh, At least he's honest to his sensitivities. that it's crass. It's crass. It's not humorous. It's not. Uh, you want to imitating his style and his. Uh, let me bring up something else that I discovered in Nerius Roll when I was there. And by the way, just our listeners should know, although Rabbi Yosef Gabriel was somewhat subdued and uh, by his inebriated brother tonight, he was also a Nerius Roll uh, uh, alum. Uh, when I came to Nerius Roll, there was a minug on Purim that. When you came in uh, for Kriyasa Megillah, um, after because Mincha was early and Kriyasa Megillah, would people come in for Marif, people would find on top of their seats signs that were culled from the Mesechta. And the signs were like little tzitutim from, from the Gemara. And they would touch up in a way or insult the person that it was that was sitting underneath it. So the Rosh Hashiva always got great things. The Rosh Hashiva's always got the most wonderful shvachim of, you know, Godel But the Bakram would were able to get things that were were quite quite uh quite vicious. I was uh involved in it a little bit my last year. Um uh and it was and, and, and it was incredible that the yeshiva allowed this. Do you did you ever hear about this minig at all? No, actually, no, I did not. Didn't, I think it was still in effect when I was there. Yeah, I think it was still in effect. I remember there was a a person who was very unpopular that um, I came up and I'm. This not is what pro- they used to be in my day is uh, the um, we used to take over the bulletin board for Purim. The the, the bulletin board outside the base medrash, which would normally have a uh, you know. Serious announcements. So one year, uh, what I did is that the, um, you know, there was some, they had an announcement recently up for Orhaner, for whoever wants to submit for Orhaner, and I put up, uh, I made a cruise for Orchayshech, <laughs> and a uh, whole elaborate kokayre uh, uh, for um, secular studies um, uh, submissions. I hear that's cute. And it was signed by, uh, uh, signed by uh, Zalman Leff, uh, MAS. Yaakov left CPA, and uh, I forget what the other one was. So the uh, so uh, it was quite very easy target. I mean, they were able to come up with much. Uh, my first year in ninth grade, I was getting in trouble all the time. That I came up also with a question mark. It was Babakama Shmiras Gufa you love with a question mark, uh, which was because clearly I was somebody that was always getting into trouble there. Um, I have to say, when my last year there, some of my enemies. Put up Leite Kazaisbi Yisrael from Ksuvis. And I said to them, Look, I don't mind that you wrote that, but you could have written any that on anybody. Come up with something that has to do with me. Leite Kazaisbi Yisrael. Okay, good, good. You know, we can't do good enough on anybody. But they they were Mavato that minute. I will tell you that one of the Gibber brothers um, was, was, was going out with a girl very stark and was about to get engaged or did get engaged. And her name was Marsha, Marsha from uh, Chicago. I think Marsha Kagan, uh, the daughter of Getzel Kagan, I'll show them. So they put on top of, because he was missing so much going to Chicago all the time, they put on top of his 
place in the Vismedrish, Ayan Marsha, <laughs> which I thought was cute. Ayan Marsha, in other words. That this yeah. is, we're holding the whole Masechta. They were the ones that were usually given that job because they were able to come up with uh, chaps. You know, most of the yeshiva wasn't shoyot on the, on the, especially on a big Masechta or Ksuvis, but it definitely was something that was, uh, I thought it was interesting. I understand why they were mavatalit because it's so powerful. It could, it could really knock you out. Um, Rabbi Yosef and I, of course, we did our own, uh, 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 if you remember, we did it a couple of times in, sure. as, in, as younger light. We were, I don't think we were ever younger mans. I don't think we were, I don't think that title ever applied to me. But Rabbi Yosef and I uh, lampooned the yeshiva. Uh, one time we actually put out a Gemara, Mesech des Prusim, uh, and it was all with a Rashi and Tesis. Uh, and uh, basically, we were the the Gemara itself. Of course, was all stalking the whole yeshiva and the and the college and the Rashi's and places. And we were joined by Hagoy and Rav Chaim Tursky, who who really enjoyed his used his computer skills to put it together to make it look like a real daf Gemara. And I should tell you, Rav Yechanan, on erev Purim on Tainus Esther, the whole yeshiva was studying this daf. I think it was the first day I ever saw afternoon Seder. People were actually learning something. They all wanted to learn up this Masechtas Pachusim Daf. Yeah, I think at the time we had a, another Cheshman, which besides the normal Cheshmanas, which is that uh, we wanted Skoki to be a real yeshiva. And to be a real yeshiva, it had to have some Purim Shtick. Right. Well, that was part of what we saw was missing. And Purim yeah. Shtick, like a yeshiva would have. Right. Like, like, like a, 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 a uh, an actual Chazal. Um, so, so tell me, so Rabbi Yechonah, do you miss it now that you are the, the CEO of Evan Shasia Enterprises worldwide, uh, you know, programs everywhere. So are you able to do stuff on Purim? Do you have some Latsanas ready or what? Are you, are you... I don't have Latsanas ready, you know, I, uh, I, uh. Off the clock. I, I have my I have my Purim tush, you know, Lil Purim, and throughout the day, and people come, and then we have uh, you know, whatever comes out spontaneously comes out, you know. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really have any, uh, you know. So you don't miss. Long. So you don't miss it, don't you miss like? Uh, no, of up? course, I, I do miss it. I do miss it. Yeah, I, I miss it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, your know, problem is, you know, that that's the handicap, you know, when when I had jobs in yeshivas, you know, so, uh, you know, you, 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 this is where you have to, like, let go and let the Bachram do it. You have to. Uh, You're saying we're too old already. I mean, I'm the, old. I'm the oldest not... of all of you. But basically, once you hit a certain age, you just have to let the young generation do the shtick. Well, I don't know. It's just an issue of position. You know, I would love to do it. But like, it, it, it is the Bachram's. Uh, Moment to shine. It's their moment to, uh, you know, uh, express themselves. Let it all out. You can't rob them of that. But again, there's yeah. I, I, there's enough room, I think, to do something. I mean, obviously, and your brother, your your brother has said that it's a pastnish for him to get dressed up. But do you plan with Anche Palisades to to do some sort of uh, some sort of shtick, Rabbi Yosef, or not? No, the the you know a lot of people go away for the Purim Suda because they're still young, so uh, we're having some little masiba after the um, and there's another big masiba in the neighborhood and different shuls, so we have a little masiba after the mood. And she talked about husbands and wives dressing up. Um, now we're not talking about the Rebetzin's Bechafers dressing up with Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yechonin. Uh What do you think about that? What, what's your con- what, what what do you guys think about this? Husbands and wives coming up with like a like some sort of uh, outfits um, that are, she felt that most of them are demeaning to the women who are wearing them. That was my daughter's uh, uh, critique. What do you guys think about it? You think it's it's something that 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 passes for 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 decent husbands and wives? What do you think? I don't know, why not? I mean, really, my, my different. wife. Yeah, my wife actually wanted to do this. We never did anything about it. We just spoke about it. it. Never happened, but you know, uh, I, well, you know, I, I don't see any reason why not. Here in the five towns, a lot of couples do that. You know, uh, you know, we had one, uh, you know, uh, one year, uh, a couple came over. Uh, she was dressed up as a cop, and he was dressed up in prison garb. 
Uh, I, I guess there's a, a lot of meaning in that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, th- what would you say if it was the opposite? The opposite, I think, would probably uh, be for both. Right? The, the meeting to the woman, but uh, yeah. this is very accurate. You know, she definitely is the one, uh, definitely the dominant one in the relationship. It's also yeah. about a foot taller than him. Uh, uh, interestingly enough, very interesting couple. Uh, yeah. It's about a foot taller than him. And uh, yeah, so she was dressed up as a cop. She was dressed up as a guard. I thought that was cute. My, my yeah, daughter also know. felt that it was... My daughter also felt that it was sort of like saccharine to the point of disgust when a woman who's uh, a muberis is somehow indicating in her Purim costume that that here's the baby in the oven or here's something going on. She felt that this was also something that she sees happening a lot in couples because couples yeah. want to they want to get involved together. Um, she felt it was a way to uh, to emphasize things that people aren't really that interested in. Um, uh, she felt the costumes are usually uh, dismissive to one party or the other. Uh, really? Like you said, if it's uh, that was that was her take on it. I have to tell you, one year my wife and I were Sonny and Cher, and uh, I, I, somehow we connected it to the <laughs> somehow we connected it to the Megillah. I was Sonny after his ski accident, so I had like this huge gash on my head or something. Um, I think it was, uh, we definitely had it connected to, uh, um, uh, to, we somehow used some names for the McGill. I forgot. My wife will remember how we connected it somehow. Um, Sounds and, great, Joe. Uh, and, and every year we talk, every year we go through a conversation around uh, Hanukkah. Okay, what are we going to be on Purim? What's going to be our Purim costume? Uh, uh, last year, we actually, I, I, we actually did, uh, last year we were Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. That was our costumes at the suit. Oh. Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Uh, one year, I think we were Charlie Brown and Lucy. Um, and again, you have to put some koichas into it. Um, if you have to, and, and throughout our, our house, uh, my wife and my daughter, who are both very artistically gifted, had a whole bunch of peanut type of uh, cartoons from okay. Charles Schultz. Uh, and again, I think, again, it was all uh we 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 tried to insert a purim theme into all of them uh if we could but okay. um but again you know look i i feel that it's it's a yoyim of simcha and mishta and yes. the pasuk of mishta is machai of much more the Beis Yosef, uh in in Yeridea already explains when he explains the the sheet of the of the marami rutenberg uh, by Avelis, he says, because Mishta's Machayev more. Um, and once he, to be, to, to, even though you feel, in a sense, the the, un, uh, the unbearable feeling of being an Avelis, of losing someone, the Chi of Mishta is Machayev you to be misnaig in a chitsoinistic way that you're not showing any of that. Um, so yeah. I think that that look, we're, we're not, you need to understand who you're dealing with. However, you know where where you draw the line, I think, is a valid question. Um, well, next week, next week we can all find out where we drew the line this year. Yeah, after Freil and Purim and a wonderful uh, time, and Rabbi Avram, we're sure going to hear about your costume, how it went over. Yes, well, and, we shall uh, see. And Rabbi Yechon, we hope that you that you. Uh, that you're able to recover from uh, whatever it is that you imbibed at Shalashid. What? Tomorrow, uh, we, we just killed the video. We killed the video. She wants to be heard, but not seen. Is that correct? So you you have to kill it on your end. Oh, I do that. Let too. me see if I can. Anyway, no, she's not going to be seen anyway. Nobody sees her. Only I can see her. No, no one sees you anyway because you're only recording the voice. It's all good. So please, so Tamar. Tamar, what, first, let me ask Tamar a question. Tamar, are you planning on before you say your piece? Tamar, are you planning on dressing up and as anything on Purim? Yes, yeah. yes. What's your costume, Tamar? A mime. What? A mime. You're a mime. Yeah. Uh, which means that you don't talk. You're going to be like a street performer. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the black and white shirt, you know, it's going to be in white. Oh, no business. Yeah, uh, the mime. 
You know, he used to do the mime in Neri's role on uh, Purim, uh, you know, Dave Silverman. Was he there in your day? First of all, I know Shtick for many, many years, longer than you do. But um, Shtick, of course, is a, a professional clown. He trained in the he Barnum trained. and... He trained in the Barnum and Bailey uh, College of Clowning. So, you know, everybody wanted shtick at their at their chasana because, you know, unlike every uh, yeshiva guys who basically, you know, fall apart after a, a minute or two of of wild dancing, shtick could actually balance, you know, five, you know, could balance five different balls in the air, and while he's standing on his tiptoes on a chair and doing flips, yes. So yes, Dave Silverman uh, could definitely. Uh, yeah, again, he's a professional. A professional. A professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. He was in Atlanta. They went to Atlanta. Yeah. Never yeah. came back. Uh, a very, very hush of a cable there. Atlanta Scholars Cable. They were the ones, by the way, who had the first, um, the first complete uh, set of the Premier Noble Night Cable from Rabbi Yosef and myself, so that was that's where that's that's where we that's where we we, we spread chutzah from there. All right, all right, my all friends. Right. We will catch you again next week, hopefully with Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yechonin. We'll, we'll invite back well, and, you... and Tamar and, and Tamar, slightly less. Over someone who took the vaccine a hundred times to me. Someone took the vaccine a hundred and one times. You know, if you only took the vaccine a hundred times, you're Amalek. That's Amal Kuf. Right, the vaccine you you only see the full benefits of it if you took it under one time. I heard a gavaltik gamacho. Don't stop taking it. Gavaltik today. I never knew before. I'm only in gamacho is dollar. Is dollar? What? Dollar. Dollar. No, it's not. I heard that years ago. I only heard it today for the first time. No, no, the other other is supposed to be Russian famous Alfe Rivos Alfe Dolari. Rivos Alfa Dollar. Yeah, so now, uh, so Amalek is Gematria Dollar. Right? So you say, oh, so uh, is that a stira? Absolutely not. Because it's Amalek is Gematria Dollar. One right. time. Just yeah, one, one dollar. One dollar. One dollar. One dollar is Taka Atis. One dollar. Right. Other is Alfa Rivos Dollar. Now I understand why Haritza she is Kayim Nechos of Yita Behanoda. If you put if you put in a hundred thousand bucks, right. maybe you'll talk and get something out of it. You should have had this the, on the program. I'm gonna right. I, take it, my friends. We'll see you, Mirza Shem. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.